0: Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, streaming live at wordradio.com.
1: Right now, I have somebody who is very important uh, because he's the money man. And that is why we have saved the best for last. I got to tell you, (laughs) his name is Wally Adayema. He is the Deputy Secretary of the Treasury. That means he is the number two man at the Department of Treasury. Welcome to Reality Check. How are you today? I'm doing great. It's wonderful to be here with you. Well, I am excited to have you here as well, because just like everyone else, the Department of the Treasury is an important one to me. And what I want to know is what your office is doing uh, to increase racial equity across the board. I know that you have the Treasury Advisory Committee on Racial Equality. Tell us about what that is and what you do.
0: So the Treasury Department has existed for more than 200 years as part of our government. And for the first time in our history. We have an advisory committee that's focused on making sure that racial equity isn't just a part of our agenda, but it's the center of our agenda. What this means is that you know, the Treasury Department does a number of things, including providing you with tax credits. And last year, for example, as part of the American Rescue Plan, the Treasury Department provided the Advanced Child Tax Credit, which cut child poverty in the African-American community in half, meaning that... Hundreds of thousands of black children were no longer living in poverty because of this. And the design and implementation of that credit is something we do with the Treasury Department. We're advised by the Treasury Advisory Committee on Racial Equity. And part of their goal is to make sure that people who think about these issues in the community now have a place to sit within the Treasury Department to give us advice on a regular basis.
1: Now, it's my understanding that child tax credit may be in jeopardy. Is that the case? And if so, can you explain that?
0: So the president cared deeply about this policy and it's something he got done, the American Rescue Plan. But unfortunately, because Congress wouldn't approve its continuation, it stopped, mm. which meant that child poverty for black children, for brown children, for all children went back up. But the president is advocating for renewing the Advanced Child Task Credit in order to make sure that we can help our children, but fundamentally to help our families. He truly believes that what we need to do is give a tax cut for working families and middle-class families. And the way we pay for it is by modestly increasing taxes on wealthy corporations and on wealthy individuals. And is
1: that something that uh, we feel that this administration will be able to make happen?
0: So, right now in the Senate, there is a bill that's been passed through the House that includes uh, expansion of the child tax credit. We're working actively to get that done, but that's only part of the solution. We need to make this permanent and it's one of the things the president is going to continue to talk about getting done with Congress, but ultimately it comes down to having a Congress that's willing to do two things. One, invest in black and brown families and families all over this country, while also modestly increasing taxes on those who have earned the most um, from this economy, wealthy corporations and wealthy individuals.
1: Now, is this what you would say is part of the curb cut philosophy of this administration? And uh, how does how does that first of all, explain what that is and explain how that
0: aligns with uh, the philosophy of the Biden-Harris administration? So the president has been laser focused on cutting costs for the American people. You think about uh, the cost of drugs, for example, if you have diabetes, the cost of insulin is something that is significant for each one of you. In the Inflation Reduction Act, we cut that cost for people on Medicare to $35. Um, and what happened was a number of these companies that were charging far more expanded that decrease in cost to people outside of Medicare. We've also taken a number of steps to cut the cost of gas, because for most Americans, the cost of gas was becoming prohibitive for them to be able to get to work and do the things they needed, and, it, and now it's down by $1.90, and the President's focus on cutting other costs as well. In the package I talked about that's in the Senate, it includes tax credits for low-income for low housing tax credits, which means it'll allow us to build more housing because the cost of housing is something else that impacts families overall. But fundamentally, our goal is to do everything we can to reduce costs for Americans uh, in order to make sure that you have more money at the end of the month to take care of your children and invest in your future.
1: Now, your office has identified three important indicators of economic well-being. That is employment, that is access to housing, and you measure that by eviction rates, and that is access to high-speed Internet. Uh, what is happening currently on those fronts? And, and particularly, as you just mentioned it, access to housing, because without having secure housing, uh, education, and online
0: access are intermittent, if not non-existent. And I think it's not just having access to affordable housing, but it's where that housing is located is that housing located next to opportunity so that you have the ability for your kids to go to a good school and for you to be able to get to your job uh, without having to commute a long way. And more and more we're making investments here through things like the low-income housing tax credit. But in addition to that, the federal government gave state and local governments more than $350 billion as part of the American Rescue Plan. Some of that money remains and we're increasingly focused on them spending that money to build affordable housing, workforce housing in these communities. But on your other two points that you raised, through the Affordable Connectivity Program, for example, 5.5 million Black households now have access to high-speed internet. And I know how important this is because before taking this job, I was living in the south side of Chicago. And when the pandemic hit and they sent all kids home to learn virtually, those Black and brown kids did not necessarily have access to high-speed internet in their homes or devices that would allow them to connect. Fundamentally, the president's focused on solving that. We've done it for 5.5 million families. We're committed to making sure that every family in America has access to high-speed internet. And we're going to try and make it as affordable as possible. And when it comes to unemployment, Black unemployment rates have been historically low. Today, they stand at 5.3%. But underlying that is an even, I think, more historic figure, which is that Black small business starts are historically high. 11% of Black Americans either have started a small business or part of a small business, and they're employing more than a million people here in America with a $50 billion payroll. The question now is how do you make sure those small businesses become large businesses over time? And the president's also made historic investments in Black-owned banks. Put $1.4 billion of capital into these Black-owned banks because the banks that are most likely to lend to businesses in these communities are banks that look like them that are in the community. And that $1.4 billion can turn into $80 billion worth of lending to these small businesses. So, we're committed to doing everything we can, not only to bring down the unemployment rate, but to make sure people have access to well-paying jobs and the opportunity to build their own businesses and build wealth in the Black community.
1: Let's go back to the uh, affordable connectivity plan, because I understand that in April, I believe that that uh, plan is going to uh, go kaput unless there's not some funds appropriated to it. Do you know anything about uh, the progress on that? And will that be something that will end for the people who have been able to benefit from it?
0: Just like the child, the advanced child tax credit. We need to make sure that we continue this program because it is providing people with access to the information they need. I know that um, in the last few weeks, the president, the vice president, people like commissioner Starks at the FCC have been pushing for Congress to expand this because it's not only good for black households, it's good for all households. Ultimately, if you want to build a business somewhere, you need to have access to high-speed internet. And that's not only true in urban communities, but also in rural communities in America are using this program. So, our hope is that Congress will act on this, but it fits within the president's agenda of making sure that we're creating opportunities for all Americans. um, And in particular, that is helping Black Americans get access to everything from high-speed internet to opportunity and jobs. In order to continue that, we need Congress to act.
1: Now, when it comes to housing, um, very similarly, there were protections in place during the pandemic. Those protections have expired in terms of people being evicted from their homes. Uh, What is the president's uh, or the administration's uh, goal now when it comes to keeping people in the housing that they're already in and being able to provide more affordable housing? Because uh, nothing happens in your life without stable and secure housing.
0: And I think we learned that during the pandemic, where a number of people lost jobs due to no fault of their own but due to a global pandemic and they found it hard then to pay rent or to pay for their home and one of the things the president focused on was uh, making sure that we had money for emergency rental assistance we had over 40 billion dollars for emergency rental assistance in this country more than half of that money went to black and brown households and and to no surprise we saw eviction rates amongst black americans cut um, significantly because of that. But in addition to that money going to those households to help them pay for rent, Congress and the president made sure some of that money could be invested in building infrastructure around preventing evictions going forward. I was just in Atlanta, um, last week. And on the previous trip to Atlanta, I had a chance to go with their mayor to some of the pla- a place where they're putting some of that money to work in terms of building an eviction resource center for people in Atlanta. And our goal now is to make sure that federal policy joins with state and local policy to make sure that we keep people in their homes because ultimately that's the way you keep your job. That's the way your kid stays in school. That's the way that we build opportunity but in addition to keeping people in the homes they have now we have to make sure they can afford to stay there over the long term and buy homes in the future and the challenge we have is we just don't have enough housing in this country so we've got to build more and part of that is getting access to additional credits like the low-income housing tax credit and there's a bill in the senate right now that we're advocating for getting done but outside of that we're, go- we're doing a number of things using state and local funding that the government has already provided to drive cities and local governments and states to build more housing. And when you think about the infrastructure bill that was passed, oftentimes people think about infrastructure just being highways and ports, but that infrastructure bill includes flexibilities that are going to help us invest not only in workforce development, but also in building housing near that transportation, those hubs that we're creating. Because for many of us, I know one of the things that's the biggest cost is the cost of transporting yourself from home to work. Sure. If your home is close, located closer to public transportation, it's going to help reduce some of those costs going go, going forward. And we wanna make sure that we have access to that housing as well going forward.
1: Now so you went to Georgia and you uh, dropped off a big check. Uh, is Philadelphia next, potentially?
0: I'm looking forward to being in Philadelphia and getting a chance to meet the new mayor. I know that we're thinking through a trip there where we can take our treasury advisory committee um, potentially on the road to go to Philadelphia because ultimately from our standpoint, the at treasury where we work on national policy, but ultimately the thing we care about is local impact. And we know that for example, the advanced child tax credit had a meaningful impact on black families in Philadelphia in terms of reducing the level of child poverty. Our goal is to make sure that we have policies like that continue, but we also wanna learn about what we can do to build the black small business ecosystem there because we know there are a number of Black-owned small businesses and our goal is to make sure that we're making investments in them as well that will help them turn into bigger businesses. The Black economy is the American economy. Ultimately, Black-owned small businesses employ more than a million people here in America and have a payroll of over $50 billion. Our goal, and one of the things Secretary Yellen and the Treasury Department and the President are focused on, is growing that ecosystem to make sure that we're not only creating opportunities, but creating opportunities for wealth in the Black community as well.
1: Wally Adiyama, Deputy Secretary of the Treasury, thank you so much for spending your time with us today uh, at reality check. We really appreciate your insight and look forward to your trip to
0: Philadelphia. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. And I look forward to getting a chance to connect with you when I'm in Philadelphia.
1: Absolutely. And uh, this is uh, basically the end of today's reality check, but you should stay tuned because Brother Shomari is up next to you.